Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Just a moment, please. I am continuing to work through the prophecies of the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog. The website for all these prophecies is www.the-masters-voice.com. And this is where every prophecy that you hear on this channel can be found. All of it is written down. All of it is transcribed. And it is only when the Lord would give me perhaps a specific word that you may find a prophecy on this channel that is only a video and it doesn't have a written prophecy, such as, for instance, the prayer calls that I've been posting for the last month and a half, things that the Lord is giving in my daily intercession with prayer warriors, and he just brings out this live prophecy, things that he wants to say in the earth, bless his holy name. And then I make those into videos. Sometimes I put live snippets that you can hear for yourself. And the prophecy today is called Ancestry. And I received this right at the top of this year, January 10th, 2022. Such an interesting prophecy and very unlike the type that the Lord usually gave me. And the picture I found seems to fit so well. It is the base of a very big and old tree showing roots. And this is the word that the Lord was giving. And he's basically saying, before I started this video, the Lord, I was going over the prophecy. So what I do is even though I've written the prophecy, some of them are two years old. Some of them are even three and a half years old. I always go over the prophecy and I'm reading it as if I've never seen it before, because I want to absorb God's heart from what the message is. And I want to be able to bring out the true essence of what the Lord is saying. Prophecy isn't just about saying this will happen, that will happen. A prophet must be able by the spirit of the Lord to point out the salient points of why the Lord is saying something. And so when I was reading, the Lord said to me, take time, take care with this prophecy celestial, because he said, I am reordering the nations. I am numbering them according to the father's houses. I am reordering them according to their bloodlines. God says that everything in this earth, Christians hear this because some of these things are way above my pay grade, but I don't know why the Lord has just put this joy in my heart. I suspect that the joy is reflective of so many people that are questing. Because when God gave me this prophecy, what he was laying upon my heart is that so many people are questing after certain things. But because these existing pastors, existing pastoral leadership, existing teachers are so poorly taught themselves, a lot of these people out there perpetrating to teach people, even the so-called big ministries. These people don't actually study the Bible. They do not read the Bible for content. They are reading it to cherry pick one or two verses that they will lay out on their fancy glass pulpits. And then they will stitch those three verses together with a lot of apple pie fluff and then serve that and call it a sermon. Many of the people who are hunting for truth cannot find it because the houses of worship do not have the truth. They are not interested in bringing out the truth. And yet there are important groundbreaking last day's truth 
that God is bringing into the earth. And so he told me, take time with this prophecy, because I suspect that this is some of the stuff that is laid upon the hearts of believers the world over. You may have been feeling this that I'm going to describe. And now your father is here to tell you why you are feeling the way that you are feeling and what he's going to do about it. So he said, take time because I am ordering the earth back to how it used to be at the beginning. Can you imagine? I am ordering the earth according to her ancient protocols. I am reordering them. This is the nations, the nations, meaning the groups of peoples. Um, and not just a nation like, oh, this is the nation of Uruguay or this is the nation of the Netherlands. No, God is speaking about the ancient word nations from the Bible, which means, please excuse the noise, which means the ancient groups of peoples, the ancient groups of the father's houses, as you can find in the book of Genesis. And so I am going to take my time with this one and the Lord receive his glory. And here we go. The nations shall return to their original positions. This is what the Lord says. The nations shall return to their original places and the peoples shall be numbered according to their original dispensations before the time of the end. A man will return to his roots, his kindred, his own people. They will be numbered by the father's houses. This is what Yah says. So I was reading a book when the Lord started to speak to me. And of course, you know, you hear God and then you keep reading because I was reading and I had only paused to think about something that I was reading and he just started to talk. But then when he continued talking, even though I was reading, obviously I put the book down. So God says that men will return to their roots. They will go back to their own people to be numbered by the father's houses. Now, isn't this amazing? Because this is biblical practice. We see that Joseph did this. Joseph was living somewhere else and then he betrothed to Mary and all that and they had traveled but when the time came to be numbered for the national census, even though Mary was pregnant, they traveled back to where Joseph was originally from. Why? Because it was known in those days that even if you were born in, let's say you were born in Florida, and then you moved to LA to make your fortune, and you were over there, and you were a fam famous actor, famous actress, at the time of the census, let's just call it the U.S. census, you would be counted not as not as a native of LA, you would have to travel back to Florida and be counted in your original state and in your original town. That's how they did it in the Bible. And God says that that is what is going to happen. So that means we can expect to see a lot of migration, sudden migration happening in these end times. Get ready to see people suddenly moving with no explanation to another place a place that they may not even have much in association with, possibly because they've been born somewhere else, but that other place is where they're originally from, by the Father's dispensation. Notice that God is not doing the feminist thing. He is not saying that matriarchy is on his mind, and this is why I love and honor God. 
God is not moved by modern day trends, modern day fads, what people think is important or what is currently trending. Feminism is becoming uh, the go-to thing. Young women have completely lost their identity as females and have opted for this very cheap redefinition of what a woman is, giving themselves over to feminism. But in God's book, matriarchy is not where it is. Patriarchy is what it's all about. So take that USA. So God says that people will be numbered by their father's houses. And so a lot of people are going to start moving, led by this internal tug to go to places that they may not even know anything about because they grew up somewhere else or they were born somewhere else. And he says the only tie that these people will have with that place that suddenly starts calling them back is this thing called ancestry. And that's why it's the name of today's prophecy. He said, people who have had all their education, they have given birth to all their children. They have built up their entire life network, their social network, their friends. They've opened businesses. They've done everything their whole lives in one country. God says that people will suddenly wake up one day and want to go home for no reason at all. He says they may not even know anybody back in this home. So you may have been from one country, you may be Mexican and your parents have been here for six generations and you guys hardly ever go back to Mexico for any festivals or anything. And all, maybe the grandmother and everybody else moved here to America, naturalized six generations here. So you don't really have ties at home. And God says that whether you have anything stored up at home, whether you have family ties back there, whether you guys have home property back there or not, meaning that you have nothing tangible tying you back there, he says that this urge to go back, it will eat at people. And it's because God is calling you there because you need to be there. And one thing that came through in the prayer call, hear this, is that when God was saying in those migration prophecies that war in America will be one of the catalysts that drives people out of here, and he was speaking especially to Africans, he was speaking especially to South Americans, two of the biggest groups that migrate here. God was saying to this group of people that live in the islands, especially Haitians. Haitian is the nationality that he mentioned. And he said, Haitians, let me tell you something. I will save your lives by driving you out of this country before the war. God was saying that things will start to happen to Haitian Americans, such as your favorite, favorite, favorite uncle or your parents who refuse to move here or your grandmother, he said they're going to suddenly take sick. It's going to be the kind of sickness that will hit your mom or hit your dad that everyone will begin to quiver and think, we're about to lose mom. We're about to lose dad. We, we have to go back. We can't stay here. We can't sit here saying that, oh, we're working and whatever and our mom is home. He said it will be the kind of sickness whereby you cannot give your mother to an auntie your mother will begin to feel like she needs your care, you the child. And he says that eventually you will wrap up your life here in America and you will go home. And when you go home, then your mom's going to get better. He said he will do it. He said, I will drive them from here. I will drive them from these shores to save their lives. So don't be surprised if that starts happening to you. If you're from Jamaica, you're from Puerto Rico, you're from Mexico, you're from Ghana, wherever you are. The Lord said that by his own contrivance, contrivance means when somebody is working with a method that does not require your input. 
Everyone who has small children knows that you need contrivances to put them to bed because they always suddenly need to use the bathroom. They need extra water. They suddenly want to understand why the sun is hot at bedtime. So parents need contrivances to put these little ones to bed. And in the same way, God says that he will use contrivances to make people who would never leave America on their own, leave America. Now, God says that some people will start to feel that they're being called home like a need, that they need to be there. And of course, this may be challenging for people because a lot of people may not have the kind of money that just factors in moving completely to another country, you know? But as with all major life decisions, when you begin to feel this pull, when you begin to feel this fall, this call, remember every step in life, every decision begins on your knees. It does not start by hearing prophecy on the internet. This is not your starting point. When you hear the word of the Lord coming forth without thinking about it, the next step is to go to the Lord of the word to begin to break it down in his presence. Prayer is like a woman making bread. You put the oil of prayer into your hands and then you begin to work on this situation, kneading it through, squeezing it through until the answer comes forth from the Lord. It's not supposed to be an answer that comes forth from you. You are putting in the effort to pray and then the answer, the result comes from God. God says that we're going to see migration of another type, people moving across countries. In, in this case, a lot of people moving, and God was showing that, I think, earlier in the year where I was beginning to see a ton of people exiting from New York City, and they were moving all the way across to Kansas, so I was seeing exoduses happening, and it was like little lines moving across the United States, prompted by different factors. Maybe it's rising rent, maybe it's the fact that a lease was up, and nothing was holding you in that state, so you left and went to another place. God says around the world, we're going to start to see people moving back to their parents. People are going to move back to live with their parents. One of the reasons for that will be rising economic costs. Another reason for that will be because people's marriages are dissolving and they simply don't want to pay for an apartment while they're going through that. They're going to move back home single. They're going to move back home with the children. Sometimes they're going to choose to go and live near these parents instead of living with the parents. God says a lot of people are going to start moving back to the town that they were born in. Some people are going to move because their parents will pass away and they need to take over the business. They need to take over the house. God says that people are even going to move and take over the farm or the other type of business that they swore they would never work on. So your father was one of the best shoemakers in this town or this city, and you grew up and you wanted to be an investment banker, and you just fought with your dad, or you politely told him, Dad, this is not in my soul, and I just can't see myself making shoes. And your father said, well, you know, son, we've had this thing for six generations, and it would really bless me. And you were like, Dad, I can't. But then if your dad takes sick, God says he's going to start working in your heart and asking you, what investment banking ever did for you. And before your father knows it, one day he's going to go out to start doing his little shoe tapping and see you there with your Hummer Jeep, like, do you need a hand? And you're going to move back, taking over businesses and farms and family endeavors that they swore, people swore they would never work on. And God says that people are going to start doing the strangest thing 
because he is going to operate his will in them. And he says that this will even happen to people who are not Christians, who do not consider themselves children of God, because the will of God is like a dial and it's in everything that he made. So he says that we're going to see a lot of up upheaval and movement in the earth as people who have lived peacefully in one place for 30 years, wake up one morning, stare at their wife and kids and say, I have to go home. We have to go to my country. I have to be with my people. I have such joy today. I'm sure this is the joy of the Lord. He says that these people may have no deeper reason or explanation for their bewildered family members than saying, I feel we must go to my country. We must go on holiday to where I come from. And this will usually be men. It could be women, but it will be difficult if you are a woman, you are a mother of several children, and then you suddenly feel the urge to go back to Senegal or the urge to move back to Sweden. And your husband is thinking, our lives are here. What is with you, lady? And in these cases, you may need to pray severely for grace. Or as I will get to, you may need to go and have an exploratory holiday. So you may feel this thing so strongly that you need to go for yourself. But in most cases, this thing I'm talking about is going to be the men, because it is the men who are leading in the families, leading in the households and things like that. And so God says that the people who experience this will not even necessarily have a deep reason, a clear explanation for their family. And the Lord says that if that family is not fully ordered according to the footsteps of the Lord, what does this mean? It means that you have a wife, but she's not really submitted. So there are a lot of men, they're married to women and these women are not submitted. The husband is piloting one way and the wife just sees herself as the separate co-pilot you know, look at me, I'm the captain now, that kind of thing. And they're not sensitive in their hearts to the leading of the Lord to husbands. And I've shared this many times, so I won't go into it in depth, but just remember that even though God put Jesus in Mary's belly, there is absolutely no evidence that after Jesus was put in Mary's belly, God ever came to Mary and told her anything again after that. Every single time God wanted the family to take a direction, God sent an angel to speak to the father of the household. Females today, women today have absolutely lost the knowledge of the truth that men are the pilots in the home. It is God's design for men to be able to lead. I'm not saying that men are above making error. A lot of them are proud. They are stubborn. They abuse their positions of leadership. They can be quite hard-headed and they themselves can be unsubmitted. Nevertheless, God's design, his ideal design is that a father will be humble enough, humble enough to hear the voice of God and pilot his family out of potholes and out of the grip of the Nephilim. Therefore, in houses where the natural order is out of whack, God says that there will, is likely to be anger, upheaval, and resentment. If a man is feeling this way, or if God is leading the family in a certain direction, but the wife and the children can't discern what God is saying, and then they refuse to submit to the will of the Lord through the husband and father. Um, yes. And so here it is, God says that the nations will go back to their original positions and they shall be accounted for according to the heads of the father's houses. So one thing that we will see becoming a big deal in households 
is succession. Now, succession in the old days was a big deal because everything that could be inherited, the majority of it, the lion's share went to the first son and then the second son, third son, fifth son, 10th son. And sometimes the girls would get what I just call care packages, but basically they would also receive what is called a portion, but by far the lion's share of the, of the land Cattle, sheep, slaves, and everything else, household assistance always went to the first son. So succession will become a big deal in this modern generation because God says all of a sudden it will become very important in the family who the firstborn is, who's the secondborn, who's the thirdborn, and things like that. Who gets what in the will? What did dad actually say about the stuff before he passed on? What did mom leave to who? It will become a big deal, and God says, that in cultures that make it their business to keep a careful record of inheritances, land ownership, um, property ownership, and things like that, it will become even more important than it has ever been before. He says that people have always fought over property, but now there's going to be this sharp edge to it like we've never seen before. And God says to remember that when these things start causing discord and upset in your family to remember the heart of God and what he wants, which is peace between families. So be sure to seek him prayerfully so that these extremely tense and volatile situations do not get out of hand in order. In other words, don't start hating each other forever. If the, if the lawyer gets maybe the breakup of the, of the property boundaries wrong, God wants people to work these things out in peace and he says that another thing that is going to show up out of the blue is a hunger from people in the hearts of people to know themselves better and to know their ancestry. Here are the questions he was saying to me. Who am I? Who are my kids? Who did I marry? What is her blood? What is her real name? What does her family name mean? What does my family mean name mean? Who were my ancestors? And where have I come from? The Lord says that people are going to start digging like dogs in the dirt, looking for a favorite bone. And all of this is the spirit of the Lord breathing over the earth, setting all these things in motion for the last days. The interest in history, bloodlines, DNA process is going to spike like we've never seen it before. And the Lord says, a man will return to his father's house. So this is you in Australia. You have been there since you were 15 years old and you have never thought about Africa from the time you were 15 until you age 45 or 49. And you suddenly wake up like somebody pressed a button in you and you begin to think of Guinea. You begin to miss Guinea. You begin to look up more about Conakry and say things to your family like, I have to go home, I have to go and see. Just a moment, please. You begin to say things like, I have to go and see, and they're asking you, go and see what? And you're like, I don't really know. I just, I just have to see, I have to go and see. So the Lord says that a lot of people are going to start undertaking these exploratory missions. They are going to be going to Europe for the very first time in their lives, maybe from America, they are going to be going to America for the very first times in their lives, maybe from somewhere else. Maybe your parents were missionaries and they have been there. You were born there and that's the place that you were born and that's all you know. You will start to think of the U.S. You will start to think of other places that you are originally from. 
And he says there will be a lot of exploration missions where people buy tickets and they go off excitedly to see where they are from. And he said that some people may go and see and decide, hmm, I don't think I want to live here. And they will come home and the urge in them will be settled. But then he said that some people will go and see and something will wake up in them like a huge flowering tree and they will realize, I'm not going back to where I came from. He said that some people are going to settle on the spot and some people are going to have to come back home, wrap up all their affairs, and then go back to that place where that flowering tree grew up in them. And the scripture that he gave for this is, and he made from one man every nation of men to dwell upon the face of the earth, having determined the appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. And he made from one man, this is Adam, every nation of men to dwell upon all the face of the earth, having determined the appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Acts 17 and verse 26. And the scripture that is coming to my heart right now is faithful Abraham who received a promise that he would have a son. And then he and his wife, after 20 something years or after a very long portion of years, they had waited till about the, the middle um, of the 25 years that it would actually take to get Isaac. And, and Sarah thought, well, you know, maybe we should try Hagar. We should use my Egyptian maid and we should just try and get pregnant through surrogacy. And Abraham didn't want to because Abraham wanted to keep the promise exactly as God said. And the Lord told him, no, heed your wife. So uh, to all those people who just, oh, it's the Middle East. Ishmael was not a mistake. Ishmael came from the mouth of God. God told Abraham, listen to your wife and go ahead. And so he had this boy. And then finally, years later, 25 full years later, when Abraham was 100 and Sarah was a robust and youthful 90, they get Isaac, the promised child. And then we all know that there came a time when Sarah's jealousy demanded that um, Ishmael and his mother be put away and everything. And um, Abraham didn't want to. And God said, well, th the truth is that I'm planning to prosper you through this bloodline. But I say to you this, your elder son will become a nation of princes. And when Abraham was doing succession later to all of Ishmael's 12 sons, he did give a portion. He gave a portion. Ishmael grew up to be a nation of princes, 12 princes, 12 men. I think you can read about them somewhere in Genesis. But the bulk of the lion's share was left to the son of promise, who was Isaac. And so as the Lord is speaking about a reset, for they do have their great reset, but God is pressing his own button to reset his own things. He's saying that the nations shall return to their original habitations. God is saying that this earth is going to be reordered exactly as it was in the ancient world. So what that will mean is that there are going to be teleprompters going off in the souls of men and women all over the world. It will not be your own leading. It will be the Holy Spirit that will insert a hook in you and begin to draw you according to the will of God for your life. Some of this, yes, will be happening on the negative side because like I said, war, inflation, sudden deaths in the family, sudden sicknesses in the family, God will be using that definitely 
to get people out of this nation. And I did say in one of the other prophecies, and it's worth repeating, that God says that even Americans, he will preserve your lives and he will come to you at the right time to tell you where it is that you should go. It is not a joke in Revelation 18 where it says, come out of mystery Babylon. It is a twofold application. For the time being, immediacy today, it means separate from the fornications and the harlotries of this nation. Stop drinking her national Kool-Aid. Stop being loyal to what is becoming the beast system and defending it and being such a patriot that you're willing to perish with her and be complicit in her sins, which includes national storylines of always defending the men in the dress or the corruption of the children or the abuse of the children, or the right of women to marry trees and marry themselves as they have been doing for a few distressing years now. Separate from the corruption spiritually. The Bible says that any man who cleanses himself of the lusts and the, what can I say, the decadence of the times, if you cleanse yourself from these things, you become holy, you become a vessel that is fit for the master's use. So that's the first step before anything else. But come out of her, my people, is also a very practical war cry. It means that you don't just sit apathetic without a passport, without the necessary documents, if you are blessed enough to be a dual citizen, and just sit there and say, no, the Lord will look after me. Never forget Noah. As long as I am making these videos, Noah will be one of the champions of the master's voice. God spoke to Noah and Noah woke up and prepped. He prepped for so much. And because of Noah's obedience, life was preserved. It is not that God would not have preserved more life. It is that people mocked them, their way right into a watery grave. They did not listen to the man. They did not listen to his warnings. He was building for 800 years. He started when he was 500 and he finished when he was 600. Um, and, and people didn't take him seriously. And that is why only eight escaped through the flood. The majority of other people perished and they lost their lives. Because why? They had this mindset of, oh, God would never do that. And besides, who's ever heard of rain and things like that? And then it turned out to be all wrong. It is terrible to be so proud that you end up wrong about the wrong things. Oh, my goodness. It is better to be wrong about what time it is than to be wrong about what time it is. And so this is the prophecy ancestry. The Lord will start reordering the nations according to the father's houses, the nations according to the original bloodlines. He will begin to order men according to who and what they are. And part of that is because judgment and rewards are going to go according to the divine ordering of the Lord. So this is Celestial with the Master's Voice, Ancestry, January 10, 2022. God bless you, and until I see you again, goodbye.